Hey, Fab. Hey, Charles. What's going on? So, Derek Jackson. <laughs> we, we have to talk about him. We could not let this moment go by. We just have too much to say. And I feel like we owe it to our audience because I feel like they would want us to talk about this too. Right. I, I think like at first, you know, I don't know, last year when the whole entanglement episode does feel familiar yep um we kind of you know struggle with should we talk about it because everyone's talking about it true but i think we brought a unique perspective and we're going to do that again in this case yes so despite this is this this year's entanglement yes (laughs) (laughs) so despite what you heard before i think our audience is going to be really excited to hear uh something a bit unique and i was trying to think about a way to describe this uh, this new event of circumstances that Derek Jackson has seemed to have created. And the best that I could come up with, uh, I know it's your favorite, it's going to be a comic book reference. <laughs> we, we've been in a comic book tear this season. Well, this, this was like my opportunity to do it, so I, I'm going to take that chance. Well, let's go for it. So, the Batman comic books. Are, are, are you familiar with the Batman? Yeah. So, okay. So, Batman, Superman, I, I feel like that they're every kid's foundation. Okay, great. So... Do you know who Batman's uh, number one villain is? Who's his arch enemy? I would say it's probably a combination between the Joker and Two-Face. Okay, it is only the Joker. So <laughs> if anyone ever asks you, it's only the Joker. So the reason I thought about this is because the Batman comic books does a really unique thing. So you mentioned Superman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets his powers from being from another planet, right? So he's actually an alien. Right. Um, coming down to Earth, and that's why he's stronger than everyone else. Uh, and he has real superpowers. Yes. So, right, like, like he, he actually can move faster, he's stronger. Um, that, that is true. Batman does get criticism that he's not actually a superhero. Batman has gadgets. But that's not why we're here, though. <laughs> so, uh, or even think about Spider-Man, right? He was bitten by a radioactive spider, right? So, right. There, there's usually some, like reference some magic or chemical that's involved in, in making the superhero who they are. Can I just say one thing though? Sure. You know, and this is not a knock on, on, on superheroes or, or comics because I think that they're popular for a reason and in okay. many ways they're brilliant. Um, and they kind of have this way of reflecting a lot of our human problems in a way that only comics can illustrate. That. Okay, true. But they are not creative with the names that they give superheroes. It's like, get bitten by a spider, you're Spider-Man. You look like a bat- Batman. You have superpowers, Superman. Like, okay, fair enough. Like, uh, you're made of iron, Iron Man. Iron yeah, yeah. Man, right? Like, I, I it's it. just like the names. I, I mean, I guess I, I was saying that maybe that's the reason why they are so well-known because they have very straightforward, they have very simple names. Simple names and, but, they, and they do often appeal to the, to the male population. Is that, is, that, is that where you're getting at with this? I, I did not say that, but now that you, you know, said it, that's something to think about. Okay, you're like totally throwing me off here because I was, I was really making a reference. So what I was saying that's unique about uh, Batman, the Batman comic book series is like the other examples I gave. There's often kind of this like magical reason for how they acquired their powers, all right? But in the Batman and Joker series, interestingly, they are both responsible for the other. Hmm. So... If you know the story, when Batman, who was Bruce Wayne, was a boy, his parents were robbed one night and killed. Right in front of him. In, in, in front of him. It was a traumatic experience. And since then, he kind of went on this uh, tear for vengeance and wanting to combat crime. And, so and get he, justice. And get justice. And so he took on the Batman persona. But what you may not have known is that the person who killed his parents was actually the Joker. But he wasn't the Joker just yet. He was like a, a low-level criminal. I think his name was actually the Red Hood. He was a petty criminal. He was, he was a petty criminal. And so uh, as Bruce Wayne became Batman and was seeking vengeance, he found who was then the Joker and chased him into some chemical uh, factory. It's always a chemical, isn't it? It is always a chemical factory. <laughs> uh, warning, right? So... Yeah, and then he ends up dropping him into these into this vat of chemicals, and essentially the Joker, who was already again being a criminal and kind of you know a bit unhinged, went even further down the path and ended up taking on the actual persona and the look that he has now. So one 
inebriated the other. And I think this is where Derek Jackson kind of fits into this equation. Really? Okay, you gotta tell me more about that. Give me some time, I'm gonna explain it. <laughs> so to our audience, as always, we invite you to take this journey with us as we explore Derek Jackson, the real Joker. This is, in my opinion, a course-I seat into the sometimes quirky and lively conversation between two friends from grad school. We talk about everything and nothing, blending social commentary with strong opinions, often entertaining, sometimes serious, and all the way civil. You know, the way you wish the world would be. Okay, so if you haven't seen a video by now take a few seconds and google Derek jackson we haven't seen it you're living under a rock because it's, <laughs> like, it's everywhere it is everywhere um and one of the things that really bothers me about him besides many other things is how he spells his last name <laughs> it's it's a little uh what's the word presumptuous no uh i think it's narcissist. Uh, you know what let me not yeah maybe a bit presumptuous but did his parents give him this name? I'm sure that's not his legitimate name. So he spells Jackson with a J-A-X and then an N. Um, it's catchy. And he is from Yonkers. You know what? Can I say that? Well, yeah, he's from, <laughs> he's Yonkers, from Yonkers, New York. I don't know if I want to brag about that okay, or not. Enough. He's a New York uh, product. I mean, shout out to Yonkers for sure. I mean, I live in the Bronx, so, I, you know, Yonkers is, is, is like a second, a second home. Um, so Derek Jackson, who is a self-proclaimed relationship guru. Yes. Um, and Remember I, I, when guru used to have... Yes, a, an actual meaning to it. Yeah, yeah, an actual meaning. It was like guru, it was someone that went up to the mountains for years yes. and, and studied and yeah. came back. Yeah, now, yeah. now anyone can be a guru. Yeah, no, he definitely didn't go up to the mountains <laughs> uh, that we know of. Right. But, and I, you know, I think to, to his credit... He does have a pretty large following who may themselves dispute the term guru. Um, so he has over a million, he has acquired over a million dollars in, in, in net worth, um, yes. which he has uh, achieved not just through his uh, videos on YouTube, but he's also created relationship card games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also authored several books. So he's, he's kind of put his work in. Uh, and has been doing this apparently since around 2014. And the thing about it is that his niche is that he sits in his car, right? Yeah. And he does uh, reaction videos or, or gives his opinions on things around relationship from his car. So this guy yeah. has like zero overhead. <laughs> Good <laughs> you point. You know, yeah. like it, it's point. really, he has maximized <laughs> his profits. Yes. <laughs> No, that is a great point. Uh, and most often, at least the way that he presents it, because now I'm really questioning a lot of things about him, but uh, the way that he presents it is that he's, he, he gets content or questions from his, from his viewers and his audience, and they will mention you know, a situation that happened to them or one that they overheard, or they'll tag him in a tweet or send him a video, and like you said, he'll have a reaction to whatever that is. Um, so I've known about him for a few years. I, did I introduce you to him or did you introduce him to me? No. So we knew of him independently of each other. Okay. Yes. Yes. And then one day. Oh, that's right. I, you sent me a video. I, I saw a video of him come up in my, in my uh, timeline. And I sent it to you for one reason that I want to apologize so dis- so disrespectful. to you now. Yes, please. But there was something about him that reminded me of you. Wow. And to my defense. Wow. Can, wow. can I clear this up a little bit? Wow. So what reminded me of, of you or was that he was just very articulate. Okay. Uh, I thought he was really smart in the way that he thinks about things. And at the time, I thought he was the only man <laughs> that was really talking about this. So I found okay. his angle a little bit unique. And I think about you as a unique thinker. Right, like you're you're, you're not, trying really hard to clean this up. Go I, ahead. I am, I am. Uh, <laughs> but you you always have a different perspective that's different than the masses, so to speak, uh, when it comes to things that are going on. And there was something about him. That I'm like, hey, he seems mm-hmm. like a smart guy. There's yeah. something about the way he talks that reminds me of you. 
And and what was my reaction to that? You were really upset with me. Uh, okay. You you took that as an insult. <laughs> that was a total insult. You yeah. were insulted. And you were uh, surprised that I was I was insulted. I was surprised that yeah. you were insulted because I thought it was a compliment at the time. <laughs> but you saw something that I didn't. Yeah. And, and I think this also speaks to Derek Jackson's audience. Yes. It's definitely <laughs> women. <laughs> There's a clear divide around who his supporters are versus who his detractors are. Yes. So when I first was introduced to Derek Jackson, I will admit that initially, like maybe after the first video that I saw, I said, okay, here is a guy who is... I think trying to hold men accountable, like 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 that was kind of what right. I was walking away with, like and you know. I, I thought that was my first impression of him too, and I found that admirable. Sure. Because I I I always find admirable people that are willing to speak from a place that they come from yes. and not yeah. blindly defend it. Yeah. Right. So I thought like, hey, here's a man yes. holding men accountable. Sounds. <laughs> really good to be true. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Let's, let's wow. see what happens. <laughs> the, wow, the trap is set. No, it's really great to hear you talk about this because I'm like, now I understand how it how it worked. Um, so, yes, I, I could see why. Let me be careful how I say this because I, I want to be very careful that I do not pin his audience in a certain box. Right. Although they are overwhelm, overwhelmingly female. Well, I think he, he is... His target audience is female, so it, mm-hmm. it didn't happen by chance. No. He, he is speaking to women. Sure, and, and, and he admits that. But I think what I want to be careful of, of not saying is that women are just kind of looking for ways to bash men, right? So, again, me speaking as a man, I was interested in it because, again, here is a level, like you said, a level of accountability that I don't often hear from men, you know, and I take that as something... That's very important that I try to keep myself in a circle of men where everyone doesn't agree with what I say. Right. Right. And that there are other voices that are just as uh, as bold and as loud as mine and that can challenge me when I need it. And so here I'm looking at this other guy who is, if I'm going to admit, and I'm very secure in myself, very attractive. Well, he's very fit. I mean, huge. I mean, I mean, just physically, he, this guy's huge. Uh, he, he has a, a, a football background. But just a very, just much in shape, young black guy. And I'm looking at this and saying, okay, someone that looks like me, sounds like me. Let so me give you this a admit chance. he sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will admit. Um, or maybe he sounds like me because he's younger than I am. But um, so that was the first video. Right. And then I watched the second one. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. The first one wasn't just, you know, an aberration where he's like just going hard at men. He's doing it again in this other video. This is a pattern. This is a pattern now. And then in this other video, he's doing it again. And now I'm like, okay, this isn't just about accountability. Now I'm feeling like this guy is just pandering. This is, this is a theme. This this is a thing. Like right. this, this is his niche. This is his this is his angle. And so for me, it very quickly from that first episode to about the second or third. I was just completely, completely turned off. I, I've never followed him, but his videos will pop up from time to time. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really seen everything he has to say, but I, I have a sample. Yeah. And my reaction or my response was completely different than yours because I saw two or three videos that were pretty similar in theme. Mm-hmm. Um, but from my perspective, so so hear me out for a second, right? Because <laughs> I feel like you're like you like you like the men bashing, and and really that that wasn't it. I I have three brothers, mm-hmm. and I am the first one. I consider myself a feminist, but I also think women need to be held accountable okay. when they do wrong. And I I really believe that one of the biggest issues we face in society is that we blindly defend. Uh, groups that we belong to, sure. whether that's political, mm-hmm. yes. gender, religious, yeah, yeah. religious even yeah. things that are trivial like sports, uh, we blindly defend them and and don't take time to kind of say, hey, does this make sense? Uh, where's mm-hmm. the accountability here? Yeah. And he was the only person that at least I became aware of that was popular enough or that, that his style... Uh, mm-hmm kind of stood out for me that I was like, oh, this is refreshing. 
Here is a man holding another man accountable. Yeah. I don't see that done publicly. Public. I see okay, that be done in my in my yes. private life, okay, fair enough. in my personal life. Um, I seen you do it. Yeah. But to publicly go out there and like bear like the the yes. the backlash from other men. Yeah. Um, I thought that that took courage. Similarly, sure. when women do it, I think that takes courage. So that was what was attractive for yeah. me about him. But I was never, I never knew enough about him uh, or follow him so intensely that I, I could spot his kind of troublesome, possible, <laughs> uh, hypocritical uh, uh, stances. So... A lot's happened in the yeah. last <laughs> in the last few days, um, and in particular was uh, a, uh, a a side relationship that had been going on. That, one, one side relationship, or at, at least the, the the one that I can reference, <laughs> uh, where the other person involved in this began to release uh, text messages pictures. and pictures. Of this uh, apparent affair that she had been having with Derek Jackson. Yes. And this was pretty explosive for the guy who, just as you described, with all of this charisma, uh, all of this content, you know, who himself was a married man, uh, a father, right, a relationship guru, giving all of this advice to other people, and now he's being ousted as uh, someone who's been creeping behind the scenes. Um, so for me, I was a bit kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm not too surprised because again, I had issues with him from the very beginning, but I'm, I'm curious what your reaction was when you first made, was made aware of this. As unshocked, is that mm-hmm. a word? Unshocked? Sure. I'm it is not now. sure if it yeah. is, but I wasn't, you know, as you, but at the same time, I just never, I'm, I'm just, just in general, don't put things past people. Mm-hmm. I just think people are just capable of whatever. I don't idolize people. Um, to that extent, uh, unless it's like LeBron James, um, <laughs> regardless, sure. mm-hmm. uh, I, I tend to kind of um, always leave room that people aren't infallible and that they sure. have deep flaws. So when something does come out, I'm not um, so surprised that it impacts me in a deep level. But w- what I did find really curious was that he it wasn't someone that just gave advice. Mm-hmm. He was someone that defined what it means to be a real man. And when you go to, out... To some people, yeah. To, right. <laughs> but when you go out and you say, say something like that, and you place that judgment, and then you go and do yes, the exact same thing that you were calling other men out for, oh yeah, that's just another level of, of shame. Hypocrisy. And hypocrisy that to me was just like, yeah, bro, like you're done. Like you're done. I don't want to hear from you. Yeah. Go on the down low for a while. Let this blow over because this is just too bad of a look. And so you would think he would have just let that go. And like right? you said, <laughs> but then in addition to the hypocrisy, another layer of him, be- I think, also be- began to become exposed during this process. Yes. So he then goes on to... Uh, explaining the situation and giving his side of the story, which I'm like, hey, you should, right? It was complete BS, though. Right? Uh, He did some amazing promotion to sell his book (laughs) the (laughs) entire time. Uh, Essentially like, hey, this is why I tell you guys in the book to do this. And, you know, but sure, I didn't do it myself. Um, He then goes on to do another video with his wife. Mm Mm-hmm. Who you know they're holding hands and 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 now she's. It giving, was incredibly awkward. It's very yeah. Some people were like blink twice if you <laughs> if you need help. Uh, she looked super uncomfortable. But again, not 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 judging her um, off of perception. I mean, she, you know, she seemed to just kind of that just being her disposition. And and then he takes it a step further. <sighs> And goes back to the car <laughs> and does a reaction video to his own to his video, video in the third person. And listen, <laughs> I, I have you ever met someone that talks about themselves in the third person? No, it, no. It, these are not people that you even want to associate with. He went on and thought that this was an actual good idea. It's almost like you can't make the stuff up. I know. 
right? Like he and, and and what I loved the most about it was how lenient he was on himself. Oh yeah, right? yeah. Like it's like he was right, proud of himself. So I'm gonna yeah. do a reaction video <laughs> of myself, and then he gave himself, he gave himself yes. so yeah, many a of, layups, a lot of credit, yeah, right, and so many layups, and then he shamelessly plugged his book and gave his audience a fifty percent discount. Uh, I I remember walking away after watching that, yeah. just saying, if anyone needs an example of what a narcissist is, yeah, this just is refer it. to this video. Yeah, I, I was pretty speechless. And you know how hard it is for me to be speechless. It's pretty hard. And I was at a loss because, right, we were ready to start recording this after the first video. Right. <laughs> and then when that thing came out, I was like, I don't know what to do, Fab. This <laughs> this guy's this guy's too good. He's he's like a step ahead of us. Well, you said that he's like the boss level. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> he is the final boss. Yeah. Um, and I was really kind of like, man, it it kind of then for me went from a space of, okay, this is interesting. It's even a bit quirky and comical. To now, I'm like, I don't like, I don't, I don't know what to even what to do with this. I don't know how to respond to this. And for me, it kind of then went into the space of, I think there's something really, really wrong here. Yes. And my concern is that we can easily miss the point with this because he is so, he's, he's doing so much that I think almost becomes like easy fruit. Like he's He's, almost like an easy target. He's a low hanging fruit. He's an easy target. And I think what, what I've seen is that, People haven't had the same response that you have, right? Yeah. People aren't speechless about this. People are going on yeah. and yeah. on, and they have a lot to say, and all at his expense. And not saying that he doesn't deserve it. He definitely sure. d- does, and, and he created this. But are we missing the bigger picture? So one of the questions that you brought up that I thought was really just a great conversation for us to have and why I chose the Batman Joker reference was you posed a question about, you know, is Derek Jackson kind of, has he always been this way? You know, is this just kind of who he is and now he just has a space to do this? Or is he someone who was created, right? Like in a similar vein of, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne would have gone on to just be kind of a regular kid, had had nothing happened to his parents, uh, you know, in that scenario, but now, because the Joker enters into the equation, he now goes on to become this other person. So I, I, I kind of feel like with, with Derek Jackson, we're kind of left asking ourselves the same thing. Like, is this who he is? Or is he the monster that social media has created? Should we have seen this coming? Hmm. Right? And I think, you know, most men will say, yeah. yes, <laughs> you should have. Yes, I definitely saw and, this coming. And, and it's almost like men are like celebrating oh no we have validated this, and, this, is, and, this is a yeah, good day in, for us in validation you're like <laughs> like I told, told you, you. <laughs> yep. I, I told you something's wrong I, with him I told you he wasn't who you thought I knew it, was. it. I and, smelled it and and it's been it's become like this thing like ha 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 oh yes you know women on the other hand tend to kind of fall into two categories some are like really shocked mm-hmm. and feel really betrayed others are like see men aren't yeah, you yeah, know whatever yeah yeah. I'm feeling the plan. So I, I think that uh, for me, I was like, you know, are we to blame for who he's become? So he, like you mentioned earlier, he he's a millionaire, mm-hmm. right? He didn't start off as a millionaire. He became a millionaire from doing videos from his car. Yeah. And, you know, you think about, is that an American dream, right? Like, did he sure. accomplish the American sure. dream? He started from nothing, created something out of nothing, and, and just created a business from it. And I think social media is such a conduit that we are able to give people labels of gurus and experts um, in an informal way. And we don't really check to see whether these are people that we should be listening to in any shape or form. It's like, oh, this person sounds interesting. (laughs) I'm going to buy his book. But there are actually relationship counselors yes, who went to school yeah. and got their therapist degree. Are we buying those books as well? So it's just an interesting question for us to ask ourselves as consumers. Um, like, why do we make people that don't necessarily have a, a level of expertise in a topic right. into experts? And so just to be clear, right, this isn't about 
taking responsibility away from the individual, right? I think Derek Jackson still needs to be held accountable um, for the things that he was promoting and selling that he clearly was not living. Uh, but I think the larger question of what role and responsibility does the audience have to play in this is one that I don't hear a lot of conversation about. Right. It, and it's almost like, you know, because of social media, it's just such an interesting way to get information, hmm. right? Because we listen to people and we don't necessarily know their credentials. We don't know yeah, the, yeah. the receipt. And he was talking about relationships before he was even married. Yes. Right. Or or he started talking about relationship when he was, what, 25, 24. Yeah. Um, so you were saying, you know, he's still very young and some might argue that he may have a lot to learn about relationships. Or we might even say that he's learned a lot and could have written a book about what not to do. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so it was almost in, in a sense that he was actually talking about himself. Yes. Right? He's the guy that says, like, I, oh, I'm talking about my friend, but he's actually talking about themselves. And he used, you know, the shadiness that, that he uh, does as a way to kind of capitalize on it. And and get some money. And and I think that was one of the what felt like a big aha moment for me was you know I knew that there was something about how he was presenting these issues that you know quote unquote men were uh, projecting or how they were treating women. And when everything was coming out, I'm like, oh, he was talking about Derek. <laughs> <laughs> like, but you know, but he was he was putting it out there like these guys, and it was it's almost kind of like on that psychological level where you know the thing that you struggle with the most or that you dread is the thing that you end up projecting on people yeah. on, on, on on other people and you do it with like such energy and and, and he, such rage he was definitely unapologetic yeah. right and I, I remember him even going as far as like why get married if you're going to cheat, right? Mm. Like, and mm. he, he, he put that out, out as a claim multiple times. It's like, you had the option to not to, get yes, married. Yes, right, right. So he made it so black and white, right? but he himself thought either of himself as the exception or he doesn't believe what he's selling. And I think that's where, again, like I would have approached this differently had he been not just more forthcoming about his own situation, but again, like you said, he was so black and white about it. Right. When he was pointing the finger at other people, and then when it came to himself, I mean... He was so lenient. He, he was so understanding. Yeah. I mean... And, <laughs> so you're saying, like, you mean you could have done this all along? You had the ability to be understanding? And it's like, where was the same energy? <laughs> right. All of these videos, all of these years, and just this, just the shared disgust. Like it, there was a point where I was just like, yeah. "Man, like you uh, must really hate us." Like, right, right. like where is this coming from? But then when it's him, it's like, "Oh, he, here were the circumstances under which uh, this this affair happened." You know, here, you know, because I and this is where people really got on him was that people feel like he's been using God, he's been using religion and yeah. the church as kind of this backdoor excuse and saying, "Well, you know, because you know." Uh, I, I wasn't connected spiritually or, you know, I was lacking this additional support that I end up straying away. And it's like, man, just like if if he was holding himself with the same level of accountability that he held other, that men, he held to. other men to, I think that this could have been a completely different story. And in fact, I would argue he may have, he, by doing that, he could have even improved his brand. Someone that falls... And that can get up again with a different perspective mm. and approach is yeah. incredibly yeah. attractive, yeah. right? And I think that was for me what really bothered me mm. about all this the series of videos that he pulled out. First, I was looking for some kind of contrition, right? Yeah. I was looking for him to have uh, uh, to feel bad about what he did. Yeah. And that did not come across at all. Yeah. And what it came across for me was like he was still trying to sell yes. his product. Yes. So it's almost like, you know, a tragedy happens, like a house burns down. And then, you know, the firefighter goes like, sorry that your house burned down. But here, buy my book yeah. about like yeah. fireproofing right. your home. And you're like, my, my house is right. burned yeah. yeah. down. Like, yeah. why don't you care? Like. He, at that moment, did not express any kind of emotion that would have been appropriate or that would have led others to believe that 
he cared yeah. or or that he knew that he was wrong. It was all about business. And listen, I think that people are going to try to save, you know, their butts and, sure. and be about the bottom line. So I get it to an extent, but he at that point did not seem human. Like a yeah. like a human. He didn't come across to me as yeah. a husband, yeah. as a father, and and really kind of grasping the impact of his actions and what he's putting his family through. And you know, truthfully, I don't I don't know that I really for me and I want to be careful how I say this, I don't know that I really care that much, <laughs> right? Because at the end of all of this, he has to live with himself. Of course. He has to live with his wife, his his family, right? Like his mistresses. <laughs> well hopefully he's not living with them. But right, like like he's gonna have to deal with this when the lights are off, and, and, and I think that's the thing, right? We, we sometimes get so caught up in what people look like in front of the camera. Listen, when those cameras go off, re- real life is there waiting for you, yes. right? So please don't, don't give into that hype thinking that it's all peaches and cream. But for me, it's also what is the audience going to do with this, right? Because if you ever uh, supported him or purchased a book or bought the, I don't know, the card game set, followed his advice, right? Like, you still have some decisions to make about what is this going to mean for you? And I think when you were talking earlier about, you know, posing that question, you know, around is this the monster that social media has created, on some levels, the accountability for, for this also has to fall on the people who were supporting it. And I think the accountability seems to be there from what I could tell. But one of the things that really stuck out for me is that he mentioned, you know, the buzzword, oh, you know, I could probably get canceled yes, over yeah. it. And to me, I was like, you're, you're not <laughs> getting canceled. You just, the public just found out that you were putting out a faulty product, yeah. right? Your whole product image and persona is built around this. And now the truth is out. So what is your product now? Yeah. Right? Like you, it, it's like, you know, I gave the example. It's like if I'm, I'm vegan and I buy a meatless food product and then I find out it has meat in it, that, that company is not getting canceled. Right. They're just like, I'm not buying your product. You're right. deceiving. You deceived me. And your product is not aligned with what I uh, want to consume. So I, I think for him, uh, I hope the accountability is there. And, but it brought up a question for me. Okay. And I want to play devil's advocate a bit. I'm here for it. Do individuals' personal lives have to align, right? Like, if he helps someone, you know, get out of, let's say, a toxic situation with, with, a, with a, a guy, yeah. does his personal life <laughs> invalidate, yeah. right? Does that matter? So, I think that's a really tough question, <laughs> but one that we should be talking about. Right, because for all the reasons that you mentioned, um, if the advice is right, like the the advice can stand separate from the person. Sure. Right, and you can apply it regardless of what someone else who told you to do what they actually do for themselves. Right. Um, and I think it's interesting that you brought this up because one of the things you know when I was uh, you know seeing some of the rea- some of the reaction videos. Uh, you know, one commenter, uh, you know, wrote, oh, see, this is why I don't go to church. <laughs> and, you know, because Derek was, you know, doing a lot of religious references. And, and the guy was like, see, this is why I don't go to church. And interestingly, the comments to his comment were like, what are you talking about? You go to church for yourself right. or for other people. Right. But I thought it was so interesting that that was his response. And, and you brought up uh, confirmation bias. Yes. Uh, you know, because you, you're, you're such a such a guru. Uh, <laughs> Please do not give me any labels. You know, but it's kind of this idea that it's the thing that we're either already doing or not doing. And we're just simply looking for things that agree with us to validate that decision. But we really have no intention of actually changing. And I think with Derek Jackson, in a lot of ways, you know, people who I think were kind of in themselves embarrassed you know, for what he was exposed for, in some ways are kind of going down that path. So does it matter if they're actually living that life? I would probably argue, I'd probably say mostly it doesn't. It's a question I ask myself, and I think I think it does matter to okay. an extent, right? I, I think that 
we are all flawed in some ways mm-hmm. and, and we have this podcast and it's going my opinion and and our whole uh concept is to have civil dialogue does that mean that sometimes we haven't that had would, uncivilized yes, dialogue yeah. no right that, but that we also mean, admit that though we are very transparent about that <laughs> yes but but i, I think we should allow some small level of that and not become too too judgmental or too rigid. But I, I, I don't know if I would go to a psychologist who is divorced if I am mm. trying to save my marriage, right? Like, yeah, that's fair. Like, I don't know if that would be my <laughs> right. first choice, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I would go to a pastor or, or, or a priest or a church where the main pastor doesn't believe in God, right? There's a certain expectation that yeah, we have. That's a good point. Um, around alignment and and kind of talking the talk because if not then you expect me to do something that you yourself cannot do you expect uh mm-hmm. me to kind of especially people that hold so, such rigid views like jackson to live according to a standard that you yourself cannot live uh up to and, and, you know, culturally, I grew up where my parents would say to me, you know, you know, when you're a kid and, and you're like, you think you're so smart <laughs> and your parents tell you like, you know, lying is wrong. Yeah, and yeah. one day someone calls <laughs> yes, yes. and then your mom goes, like, tell them I'm not home. And you're like, ooh, you lie. <laughs> right? You're a liar. Yeah, yeah. And, and we as kids, we see the world like that black and white. It's like, mm-hmm. you don't want me to lie, but you just but you lied. Yeah. And our parents, what do they say? They yeah. say like, well, do as I say. Mind your business, yeah. Mind your business, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, uh, hopefully that's all that happens. But but this desire for us to to be able to trust yeah. and, and have that trust in relationship. And if that person isn't aligned, I could get my information from somebody else, right? That True. is more reputable. But I, I think even in that example you gave, I, I, I see a bit of a distinction between children and adults. Sure. And I, I, while I do think that uh, not just even from a, from a child standpoint, you know, physiologically, but even for some people from a mental standpoint, right, mm. that are, um, you know, at, at, a, at, a, at a disadvantage, so to speak, that don't have access to certain resources or information uh, that I do agree that there needs to be a level of structure to help kind of support so that we can be able to build trust. On the other hand, though, I think for those who are capable, mm-hmm. for those who have the ability to go and find those things out, I do think that there has to be a level of personal conviction that you are able to, for yourself to say, hey, I'm going to try this thing out, but I'm doing it because I want to see if it works for me. Right. And, and you know what that brings up when you brought that point up? What it brought up for me is that there are people in our population that are vulnerable. Yes. And I think about like cult leaders, right? That mm-hmm. they are, or, or not just even cult to that extreme, but con men, which yeah. I think, you know, Jackson probably very likely is. Mm. But um, they're very charming and smart mm-hmm. and intelligent. And they go after the most vulnerable people. So yeah. the elderly, uh, people that experience recent losses, people that are grieving. And he, in some ways, uh, because of who his target audience was and because he was some black and white, a lot of his followers Mm -hmm. were women who, A, have been heartbroken and and had experienced heartbreak, who had been cheated on, who had been treated poorly, who were in domestic violence situations, women who had negative experiences in relationship. So he, he found a population of people that were really looking for information and support around mm. a topic that they needed help with. Yeah. Um, and in some ways, he took advantage of that. I, and, I, and I totally agree with that. Um, and, and so we were kind of having this conversation about, right, like in, in other industries, for this very same reason, right, right that there's this vulnerable population. And, and also, you know, we were talking about how it's like, okay, realistically, how far can you can you apply that logic, right? right? Like there's, you know, th- there are teachers who have to go through certain uh, criterias and qualifications for a reason, right? right? There are doctors there, and other medical pro- uh, professionals. There's the food industry, right, that needs to be able to handle food responsibly. Restaurants get ratings so you can know, hey, this restaurant is meeting the standard, right? So it's like how realistic is it to expect the average person 
to kind of like be informed about all these different possible things and places. To do a, an investigation. Right, an investigation. <laughs> you know, am I going to Google search every time I want to do something? Is that the, is that kind of what we're saying? Or um, you also brought up this this uh, uh, this idea of how you know we have warning labels right. <laughs> for, for everything, right? Like it got to a point where I remember you know when uh, McDonald's got um, the coffee. The, the yeah. <laughs> so McDonald's got sued because someone bought coffee and I think ended up getting. Uh, third degree, third degree burns. burns. And, and and to be fair, we make fun a lot about that story, yes. but the coffee was hotter than it should have been. Than it should have been. Okay. But, but because it was, of it that. It was hot. It was, <laughs> it was coffee. Now, every coffee cop has a now, warning now has sign a warning. Yes. that says coffee is hot, right? Has that ever made a difference for you? No. Okay. I was just, I was curious. No. But, it, it has not for me, <laughs> but maybe for someone yes, else. Yes, fair enough. Um, especially maybe with cold coffee, you know, with, with iced coffee. <laughs> Is it cold? <laughs> yeah, right, like, like, cold co- like iced coffee doesn't say, warning, contents may be cold. But you know what that made me think about is that now that he's been, you know, caught like, cheating on his wife, should his warning label be like, warning, this person cheats on his wife? <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, to be right. So we're kind of just doing this a bit tongue in cheek, but... Maybe there's something to when he was writing his first book or any of his books or his card games or whatever he was promoting in his videos, would it have would it hurt to say, hey, just by the way, I myself am not married or I have gone through some marital challenges myself. And I feel like when I there have been times maybe where he's mentioned that, but it's almost kind of been like a like a downplay or just kind of a kind of a quick side thing. Um, But I don't think to the level that. Maybe people should have been made aware to kind of understand, okay, his perspective and his views are not necessarily coming from a place of success. Yeah, it's almost like, what's the standard here, right? Almost everything else we consume has a a standard, like FDA approved, grass fed, right? When you think about food, (laughs) cage free, whatever. We buy a car, there's a certain safety standard, right? Like, there's so many things that have these standards, except, uh, you know, social media. And, and I think as you were talking, I was like, I think part of the logic behind it is that there are, there are actual dangers and there are perceived dangers. Right. And I think that when, when we're thinking about these things, like, yeah, of course it's a car. It's completely subjective. Right. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, of course a car should have safety standards right. because people's lives are at risk. Right. Of course coffee should have a label warning because someone can get burned. Right. So I, I think it, it's kind of just like we take for granted the impact that essentially lying and manipulation can actually have on people's lives and it's almost it's also like how do you measure this right like all of the people who were quote-unquote victims of Derek jackson's uh you know uh you know lies you know how how do you quantify the result of that Right. And I think, you know, sometimes I think about the reasonable person test, right? Mm -hmm. It it tends to be a defense for a lot of people, like, that gets sued. I know, like, right now, there are a lot of people getting sued for claiming election fraud, for example. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they're getting sued. And when I'm reading court documents, a lot of the defense is a reasonable person could tell not to listen to me, (laughs) right? And and that is so curious to me. It's like, huh. Yeah. Because what it does create, it creates a loophole where you can kind of say and do what right. you want and the expectation is like well no one should listen to me yeah. you know this is entertainment yeah. this is entertainment value they should have known better i'm not a psychologist yeah. like why are you taking my advice kind of thing yeah um but I, I think it's interesting and you know i'm curious what our audience thinks right like what like could that just be a simple disclaimer because i know for example platforms like YouTube and Facebook, right? If you're posting videos or, or content, right? They are clear to say, hey, the views expressed here are not those of ours, right? right? Like, we don't represent all of what you hear. We're just providing a space for people to have free speech, you know, where they can express themselves, but it's not a reflection on the company. But should they make the individuals who do make the content have some type of disclaimer for what they are promoting? Or a higher level of responsibility, right? That is sort of kind of saying, hey, these are, this is not an expert. 
uh, <laughs> right, right before his videos. I'm a little conflicted about that. I think personally, I don't need it. But it's not just about us. It's about the bigger picture. Do you? Because you were the one who sent me the videos. Right, but I also wasn't following his advice. Oh, okay. I thought his advice was refreshing. I'm like, oh, he has something interesting okay. to say. I wasn't living my life by him. Uh, Fair yeah, enough. Okay. Yeah, I won't. I wouldn't be in a any kind of relationship if I listened to him. Sure. Right. Uh, yeah. No, I, I I totally agree, and I think even for our audience, right? That's that's a larger question. You know, what what do we do with these situations? Because, in all fairness, right? Again, Derek is an easy target. He's someone who has a face, and he just continues to put himself out there. Like he's he almost. I think at this point he's 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 playing jokes on on. I think he's trolling at this point. I think you're giving him a lot of credit. I don't know. I think you're giving him a lot of credit. He's keeping himself in the conversation. I think he's trying to put out fires, and it shows the the. For me, it shows his desperation, right? In in getting it right because he's he is. At least for me, or or at least of what I've seen, he's not being received, or I don't think it's having the intended outcome that, sure. that he expects. Maybe not, but bad press is still... Bad press is still press, It's yeah. still press, right? And I guess we will see in a year or two if he's still relevant or if he fell from the face of the earth. Very true. So maybe that's kind of like a, a wait and see, right? Like the like, litmus test. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's see you know, what kind of effect this actually has on him but again even not just what it has on him but how will people move differently because of this experience like will it actually change that the next time around because again he won't be the last there are there are many other cases of this you know again he just happens to be the one at the forefront of it but is this causing people to think man what other areas in my life am i just kind of blindly following something yeah you know what i hope happens Right. I hope that he becomes the poster child for not taking people in social media this seriously. Yeah. Right? It in in being cautious about people who try to tell you how to think. Right? It because ultimately there's no right or wrong way to approach anything. True. It's only yeah. about what's right for you. Yeah. You get to determine what those parameters look like, what the context is, and what you want to get out of something. Yeah. And to put people in these black and white boxes where every person that does A is B or every person that does C is D, to me, is ludicrous because there's so many nuances and so many different scenarios and context to situations. So I hope people get out of this uh, way of thinking because I I see that a lot. I I see that happens in relationships. So you were burned once, you know, one guy Mm -hmm. cheated at you and he was six feet Two and you say, I'm never daring tall right, guys again. Right. Like, what does that have to do yeah. with anything? That's yeah. a specific situation. And part of what I think we're saying is that, you know, when, when something in a relationship happens that I was either hurt or it didn't work out, I don't do this right away because initially, you know, you, you go through the sure. emotions. Yeah. But once you time. go through it, the question that I ask myself is, how did I contribute to that? Hmm. Uh, what signs did I ignore? Yeah. You know, how? Uh, what did I need to learn to do this differently? And we tend to look outward to yes. for responsibility, for blame. And it takes two to tangle, yeah. right? It, we don't live in a place like you mentioned the Joker and Batman where there's clear good guys and bad mm. guys. Real life is not like that. There's yeah. not always a real bad guy. Sometimes there's just people that are contributing to something and there may not be a match. And and I think that if, if out of this situation, people can start being more discerning, Around mm. what, not just what they consume, but what they take to heart or, yeah. or get really invested in. Because for me, I saw this, uh, it was a little laughable. It gave me some comic yeah. relief and it was just like, oh, wow, this guy wasn't what I thought he was. But I wasn't devastated. <laughs> right. I didn't feel betrayed <laughs> by him because I was never that invested. Um, and we tend to be so invested in people that we do not know, like presidents and politicians mm. and yeah, and all these different uh, public figures. It's like 
Like, no, like knock it off. Take what you can, take what helps you, but also understand that people are imperfect and it's all about what makes sense to you, not necessarily what they have to offer. I mean, I I think those are really, really great points. And, you know, when when I think about our friendship and even, you know, just our circle, I also think about who are you surrounding yourself with? Right. Who's challenging you? Who's challenging you, right? Like, like, are you are you just content with people agreeing with you? And you know, I think that was one of the comments that I also heard in regards to some of the some of the backlash with Derek Jackson, is that oftentimes it's a community of like minded people. Yes. And that group thing. Right. You know, and and it's like, was there no one around that was saying, eh, I don't know, this sounds a bit off, or you know, here are some issues that I have with this. And, you know, I, I think when we when we have a circle of, of, of influence that then feeds the things that we just want to hear, then we're just further down that rabbit hole. And the lack of accountability that you uh, address so well just continues to persist. Certain people cannot handle that. Mm. We personally know people that yeah. them being challenged in that level, it's not a pleasant experience yeah. for them. It's not something that they enjoy or something that they want out of life. What they where they feel the most comfortable is being in an environment or in a place where where there's not that type of conflict, yeah. right? Because when you're challenged, that that's conflict. It's uncomfortable. And yeah. learning is, is very uncomfortable. And learning how to navigate that uh, without being extreme, without it just kind of being all-defining. Like, well, this person challenged me on this. They must not be my friend, yeah. right? Or they, may, they, may, they must not care about me. Mm. Instead of just saying, oh, maybe this is this person cares about me because mm, they're because challenging yeah. me. And I have friendships like that with girlfriends where they will come to me about something that their boyfriend did or, or something. Sometimes I will say, I think you messed up, mm. right? And some, some mm. of my friends will say, you know, I appreciate that when I come to you, you yeah. you're honest. And some will just be like, why can you be on my side? Yeah. So it really depends on the individual. But if, if you get anything out of this conversation, I think is to know that being uncomfortable about things is not necessarily a bad thing. Embrace the discomfort. Well put. And we'd love to hear your opinions about this. Uh, if you have, you know, consumed any of this content around Derek Jackson and you have some thoughts that you think would be helpful for us to consider. Uh, if you also like our idea about putting warning labels <laughs> on uh, videos. If you think that Derek Jackson sounds like Charles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please do not put that comment. Uh, but anything else, we'd love to know. Uh, so please visit us at our website at imopodcast.com. Uh, and also on our Instagram at in my opinion underscore podcast. As always, this is just our opinion. Let us know yours. <laughs> <laughs>